Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, welcome to the Bits Today podcast. This is the show where we talk about everything BitCloud, as you probably guessed. And by everything, I mean everything the good, the bad, the ugly, and the hilarious. My name is Elena Ferry, and I'm here to help the Bits Today boys to run everything as smoothly as possible. So, this is how our show is gonna go. Uh, for approximately uh, 30 minutes, we're gonna discuss the latest news, the news of the week. And we have uh, our amazing Nigel here, who's really, really incredibly smart. He's the talker of our group, and he's gonna tell us everything about everything that happened this week. After this, uh, we will interview our lovely guest. We have our wonderful Sarah, Sarah Doe, and we are going to talk about uh, her inclusion project, uh, inclusion on BitCloud, and in general, and everything we should be doing and start doing to you know, make this platform more open to everyone around. So we have Nigel here and Sarah, and of course we have Jordan Dirty Milk, uh, who's famous for his uh, amazing roasts and very, very sundry roasts too. We have Andrew ASG. Uh, you all know this guy. He's the one who runs the Best Today news part. Although the guy who actually writes everything is not here yet. And Nick and Theo will be joining us in a little bit. And we have Taylor Dripcold, uh, the guy behind the pictures, who is absolutely incredibly talented. And he never skips an episode of this show too, which is absolutely lovely. Okay, uh, first of all, I have to warn you guys. Uh, so this show, as you probably know, is being recorded, which means uh, if you get invited uh, to you know, come join us on the stage and talk about things, so ask a question or comment on something, you are giving us permission to record everything you're saying. So please be aware of that. With that being said, uh, let's just get it started. Nigel, uh, what do you wanna talk about first? Yeah, so two, two big uh, platform additions this week, really interesting, uh, bookending the week. So started the week with uh, mining. So that actually was only a week ago. Um, so most people are not gonna mine. Um, why is it important? Well, it's important because uh, it's the process that sort of validates transactions. Um, a, a lot of people in the last week have set up uh, mining rigs, and actually, interestingly, I, uh, some people are reporting that it's a you know it's a profitable exercise. Um, obviously, Bitcoin mining is a tiny market compared to like Bitcoin mining, which is obviously a really huge market. You know, the experience there is that it's it's kind of a race of technology and. Uh, in the early days of Bitcoin, it was profitable to like run it on your, you know, your local PC. Uh, but they basically most of the mining moved to China, went to like a, a, an industry of scale. But it seems today, if you have the technical knowledge um, and you have a few GPUs sitting around, you could profitably mine. And some of the people are saying that they're managed to mine. I think it's somewhere around sort of two or three Bitcoin a day. So that's like two or three hundred dollars a day from a you know a PC that's just sitting there. So profitable if you have this sort of technical know-how. I think most people expect that as other people come into the market, the returns on mine will go down. It'll move more to, you know, people who are, who can do it at scale. But it's it's kind of it's an interesting thing to be doing at the moment. So one question that I have with this um, is, it's I mean, it's 
it's exciting, but, but me and my ignorance, I, you know, I don't fully understand, you know, how to do it. I don't have any mining rigs set mm-hmm. up. And I guess my, my question is what are the um, implications on kind of the pricing um, of actual BitClout with this, if any? Uh, very, well, so the total, uh, the total amount of BitClout today that's been printed and that's sort of been exchanged for Bitcoin is about 10 million. Um, the total amount that is allocated for mining, so that either has been mined or will ever be mined, is about half a million. And, and I think the expectation that's going to be over a pretty long period of time. And so the answer, I think, is if that's about 5%, it's going to have no impact. In terms of the total supply, and therefore shouldn't have any impact on price. Got it. Now, I mean... Have you guys tried this... it? Like, actually I... mine it? I actually tried to set it up in my garage. Um, I had like a, an extra PC laying around with a 1060 um, graphics card in it. Um, and if I would have actually known that you can get two to three BitCloud a day from it, I would have tried a little bit harder, to be honest, to set it up. <laughs> but the, uh, I was under the impression that the numbers weren't like that. Now, Nigel, is that from a no, mining rig or is that from that just is... like a PC you have laying around? No, I haven't. That's not me. That's what I've seen reported um, gotcha. on BitCloud. Now, it looked like somebody was run. That wasn't a single GPU. I think it was running parallel GPUs. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to set mine up. So a little bit more time. I got everything downloaded, but I just needed to get, I think you need some version of uh, Linux on there to, to kind mm-hmm. of pair with it. And I just didn't dive into it yet, but it seems super interesting and not that hard to set up, to be honest. I just got a little lazy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be, you know, this could be the, the mind you mind in 10 years time, you know, could be that huge, True. huge, huge wealth. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so nobody else has tried it yet. Maybe someone in the audience, because this is a really interesting one. So, okay. We have one, one hand. Okay. <laughs> oh, come yeah. on What's up 100? Hey guys, how are you? What's up, one hundred? How are you guys? Good. Good, good. How are you? Good, good. Yeah. So in terms of mining, I set it up on my computer. Like I have a pretty decent computer. I have an i7, a ten seventy, and like thirty two gigs of RAM. And I left it just kind of overnight to see, you know, how how it was. And I think it was like three dollars overnight, which isn't too too bad. Uh, I I left it for like ten hours, but like I think, uh, you know, for for my computer, I can probably just make more just spending the time on BitCop. Uh, but I, I can see definitely how it's profitable if you have like multiple just, you know, GPUs laying, laying in your garage or something yeah. like that. Did you say $3? Yeah, yeah, like around $3 in BitCop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not much. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, you, if you count the cost of even electricity, it just doesn't make sense to be honest. But, well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Thank you so much, 100. Uh, do you guys want to move on to the next topic? Let's do Absolutely. it. Yeah, yeah. It's T, if you can look up Tijan, T-I-J-N, he's reporting some of his uh, early results in mining. If you want to deep dive a bit deeper into it. Awesome. Uh, okay. Some onboarding stuff going on, Nigel. Yeah, so about that, that's really significant. Uh, obviously, we, we were kind of, we had a sneak peek of that last week. Um, one was login with Google, and the second one is fiat onboarding. Um, login and Google, 
you know, we, we kind of had a sneak peek at last week. Um, when it came out, it actually was a lot more interesting than I thought. Um, because what they're actually doing is uh, they're, in effect, storing your seed phrase with your Google accounts. They're not centralizing. Um, uh, and that's, there's been a sort of question of, like, should someone, some of the clients, let's say some of the native clients and, and Fleck, we've had the discussion is, most consumers do not want to be given a seed phrase and told never to lose it. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. And unfortunately for most people, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, they like they will trust someone more than they will trust themselves. And you know, there's definitely an argument for that in certain circumstances. Um, but the nice solution they've come up with, instead of saying, well, who are we going to trust here? They're saying, okay, we're going to, we're still going to give you, the user, you're still going to have it. Bitcloud.com or Bitcloud Protocol is not storing your seed phrase, uh, your private key. We are, um, we're going to store that in your, uh, in your Google account, your Gmail account. Um, so it keeps that decentralization, but it isn't asking the user to remember uh, this very long seed phrase. And if they lose it, then they're logged out. So it is actually a really, really nice solution. And, and one that certainly I hadn't anticipated. So I, I thought it was really good. So on that note is um, you say that it's still decentralized because I've seen some critiques on um, this release talking about, you know, people were coming um, onto BitClout to get away from organizations mm -hmm. like Google. Yeah. Um, so so how does that work? Like what's the relationship? Well, yeah, there? so it's decentralized in that it's um, – it's not uh, it's not BitCloud that's storing it. It is being stored by Google, but it's your Google account. Now, if you don't trust Google, that doesn't help. And if yeah. you don't trust Google, then you should opt to storing the seed phrase yourself. Sure. Um, but I guess what they're saying is like for 99% of people, they're willing to trust Google that they're not going to like take their seed phrase here. Sure. I mean, I mean, Google stores my my online banking passwords. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they store a worse, lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff. And I was like, well, if I don't trust Google, then you know, there's problems. And I, I actually think it represents at least ninety five percent of the population, maybe ninety nine percent, that are probably more willing to trust Google than they are to trust themselves to like protect this. Yeah, yeah. So as far as onboarding goes, and I know that you, you probably have um, more of an inside scoop than most mm -hmm. people considering, you know, building Flick. Yeah. Um, can I go through, can I go through the process completely? Um, so, so I still receive a seed phrase, correct? And then it's just, no. I, okay, so how There's, does the onboarding there, A seed phrase work? will exist, but it's, um, it will be stored. It'll basically, uh, if you if you ever do that login with G, uh, Google, yes. It's basically, and, and actually, one of our engineers did have a quick look, and and he didn't give me the answer, but um, it's it's stored in your uh, I think in a, your Google Drive account. Okay. Um, but I haven't totally sort of nailed on where it is stored there. But that's basically what they're doing: is you're logging in with Gmail, and your seed phrase is being stored within your your Google Drive account. Okay, so I mean, I haven't created a new account since this this mm -hmm. has been released. But so I'm assuming you would still go through the the process and it would show you the seed phrase and there might be a a call to action I, to to save with Google. 
Maybe. I actually don't think they uh, store your seed phrase. I should test it, but no, I actually do, they don't. They don't display it to you. You go straight through without being. Uh, that actually goes straight into Google. Wow. I mean, that's pretty slick. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it's going to be helpful. I was on a walk with with my wife and my kids a little bit earlier, and she was. I was trying to, you know talk her through the impact of these releases and i just it just you know it came down to i said you know before you would try to create an account and there's no way you'd be able to do it now you could probably create an account on your own she's like oh yeah that sounds important yeah yeah that sounds much easier than it used to be when we just onboarded you know two months ago yeah, I had my uh, my girlfriend actually ask me about onboarding her friend today, and I don't think this could have come at a better time for me because trying to explain to her the Bitcoin wallet thing to try to relay that information to her friend when she doesn't even have an account, um, neither of them would just be too complicated. So this was uh, heaven sent for me in the timing. You just wouldn't do it. Yeah, it like with, with Flick, when we launched the app, we've only... We haven't really marketed, to be honest, but we deliberately not done any marketing off BitCloud because we're like, we're almost no one is going to come on board because the, the onboarding flow prior to this was so difficult. Yeah, well, that kind of leads me to my next question. I've been talking with some, um, just some people online on BitCloud on platform, and, and there's been a lot of conversation as to like, when, when do we start onboarding people? or like influencers and, and, and bringing them over. Like um, before it seemed like it was a bit too early, right? Pe- mm-hmm. There's a, a high churn rate. Uh, people don't stick. Um, but is now the time? What do you guys think? Or do we, do we wait a little bit longer? I think so. I think there's an argument for that this is very significant. The only issue I have with now is that if you're a creator telling people to come over to BitCloud, it's like, and say, hey, come over. Okay, why? And well, you can buy my coin. Okay, why? And then it's like, well, <laughs> well, promise, right? Like, and, and to me, there needs to be a better linkage between owning coin and getting some exclusive rewards. And so lots of people are doing that. I think that part to me is still a too, process, too clunky process. I don't think now it's the best time ever. And the reason why is, uh, you know, when the whole thing just started and everyone started buying those, you know, high ranked coins, you know, Elon Musk and all those guys. And now there's a new trend. So everyone's starting selling those and finally investing into like emerging creators and people who are actually active on the platform and deserve, you know, that uh, those investments. And I kind of feel like if celebrities come in right now, they either just get completely disappointed because people will not be investing in them or it can go the other way. So people start investing to celebrities again and dropping the actual creators of a platform. So, you know, I'm a little bit on, on the fence about this one. So I, I don't think it's the right time, at least not right now. I would just be curious on how the community community would respond, to be honest, just because I feel like everybody all the top creators that are on the platform aren't top creators on other platforms. So if they came in, I just feel like it might be a little bit confusing because we have, they just kind of wouldn't know how, um, I don't know. It's just, BitCloud's such a unique experience. It's not like other platforms. If you came in 
with all these followers, all those followers probably aren't on BitClout yet. So I'm just curious on what the response would be when somebody does hop on and tries to be consistent, to be honest. I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I, the concern is kind of like you don't want to, you only have one shot at a first impression, you know? So if, if we want this platform to succeed, we don't want to, some you know, someone who has a significant pull, like a Justin Bieber or who knows what, to come over and play with it for a couple of days and then just never come back and then ruin the chance or the opportunity to, to bring their entire audience. I don't know. That's just my... Yeah, I guess that would be one of the kind of situations that I would be talking about. Yeah, that's... that's makes perfect sense okay guys uh more stuff nigel what do we have yeah and the last one on the platform is um is fiat onboarding so before as you know you join the platform you get through the whole process you store your seed phrase and then it's like now you have to buy bitcoin and like, okay and you need to buy it with bitcoin um and for again most people uh, they don't have bitcoin sitting lying around um, and so it's really off-putting. Um, now, uh, what they've done is enabled the ability to buy BitCloud uh, using Wire. Wire is kind of well-known um, sort of payments gateway of turning fiat money like US dollars into uh, into Bitcoin. Uh, so that's great. Like it actually makes it a much smoother process. Um, so it's a bit like um, a bit like you know login with Google. It just actually makes the process of getting fully active account. Uh, up and ready. So th- that I, again, I think is a is a great um, like great for bringing on new users. That's an exciting one. Uh, I personally don't know much about fiat. Probably thank God, but uh, I kind of feel like the more opportunities for people to come here exist, it just it just you know better for everyone. So that's. I mean, for me, this is the 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 thing that i've been waiting for right for for many reasons um very few people you know uh, like you said know uh, or are are um holding bitcoin or or uh, understand bitcoin or cryptocurrency or are willing to trade or sell their bitcoin um so being able to purchase with a credit card just like you purchase something on amazon is huge so um yeah it's super exciting for me. I'm I'm curious to see. We're I'm going to be publishing the the um, tonight's issue after this call. I'm curious to check the stats to see um, new accounts created to see if it has any uptick yet. And and I'm going to be watching it closely to see kind of what happens if this is the thing the thing that opens the floodgates, um, or hmm. or not. Yeah. The the only thing I'd say two two things about it is. Number one is they're buying at it looks like one dollar seventy two per bitcloud uh, over the counter market and if if you're not familiar so um, there is a secondary market for bitcloud it is not listed in an exchange but you can go on there's certain Discord servers you can go on and and buy it um, it's currently trading about a hundred dollars and so if you're buying at one hundred and seventy two you're kind of immediately losing money so that's kind of the first issue. The second one, which is kind of a little bit surprised me they did this, is that, you know, we've been, I've learned from a number of sources that they plan to stop primary sales of BitCloud when they go to launch an exchange. And I've also learned that they 
we'll probably launch an exchange in next month. And so you're kind of like, okay, are they just doing this for the next month? Um, at which point then they'll link through to an exchange, um, maybe. Uh, but I, I was a little surprised at that because I didn't think they would do something just for the next month um, if they actually plan to just take the ability to primary sale of Bitcoin away. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I'm not sure. I don't because I mean, talking through that you know, or listening to you talk through that, um, it is documented that you are not no longer you're going to have to purchase BitClout through an exchange once mm -hmm. that's released. Um, and so, yeah, is this just, is this a band aid? If so, just the like, next month. Yeah, yeah, and if so, like, why why was that a priority? I, I would almost just kind of wait it out. I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. I, I think we just have to, you know, wait and see, you know, like with, with everything here, we just wait and see, and it just changes every week. So every week we talk about something new. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, okay. We have some press news. Finally, yeah. Nigel, what do we have? So, yeah, so a couple of them. Um, We'd, uh, I, I don't, we don't need to spend long on them. So uh, interesting, Brian Armstrong in a long article. Um, now, if you're not, if you haven't really followed Coinbase, they've they've taken quite a somewhat antagonistic uh, attitude towards the press. Like they've, they certainly wanted to sort of fight their own corner. Um, and in a sort of article about how they were, we're going to sort of push back respectfully, I think he said, um, and somebody mentioned BitCloud in a place where more of the sort of social media coverage of the company or where they may respond, you know, a potential place for them to respond. Now, um, Brian Armstrong is CEO of Coinbase. He's also like a really, he's an amazing entrepreneur and a really interesting person to listen to. Um, if, uh, if, you're, if you haven't seen it already, Andreessen Horowitz has launched um, uh, a crypto user's guide, it's called. It's a series of about 13 lectures um, uh, covering crypto networks, DeFi, crypto economics. And, and Brian Wilson's one of the ones who delivers the lectures and it's really good. So if you've not seen it already, I would suggest you go and listen. This is about 13 hours long. Wow, uh, where is it? So, is it like on a podcast? No, it's, uh, well, it's a, you, if you just go uh, search for Andreessen Horowitz crypto user's guide, it'll come up. And there are a series of YouTube videos. Wow. But it's like an intro to DeFi and, and crypto. Like I've not seen anything nearly as good. Um, but, and Brian Wilson's one of them. Um, and he's very thoughtful, really interesting. And obviously Coinbase gets criticism of being centralized and, you know, and regulated and they do all those right things. Uh, but he's very interested in like really kind of crypto native companies like or crypto native protocols, like say Uniswap. Um, and interestingly, he points to uh, you know, Bitcloud is something that's like sensor resistant that, you know, is somewhat, um, you know, something that they could use to kind of push back against what they see as false narratives in the press. So I thought that was really interesting. This is fun. Uh, okay, so I have one last question. And probably this one is not for Nigel. It's not for me. It's <laughs> not for you, uh, because I want to talk about clowns. And the person who knows the most about clowns here is our supreme leader, Mr. ASG, Andrew. Tell I, us about I mean, the clowns. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I, you know, I think Dirty Milk is the biggest clown up here. But um, yeah, so, so uh, 
the it, I guess there's I, the first thing is there's one clown account, one official clown account. If if a clown account can be official, and it's the account the clown, um, and it's an account that's currently was anonymous for for a day or so and went absolutely bonkers viral. Um, it has come out that it it was created by um, Reed, a, a friend of mine, and the you know an investor in Bits Today, um, and he did it as sort of a a movement to push back against rugging and, and scams. So um, what he did is you know he he created the clown account, um, invested a significant amount of money into it, and then just started aggressively giving out the coins to people and creating some uh, sort of games, you know, um, and people tried to figure it out. Everyone was changing their profile pictures to have a, a red clown nose and, um, you know, clownifying their, their profiles uh, to get some of the coin. Um, and the, and then he kind of came out and said, Hey, it's me. And, and we actually had a clubhouse together with a, a few other people, um, kind of talking through it and and he dispersed the coins to some whales um jake udell craig arts um in an attempt to really just just to spread the love uh so to speak so it's been fun it's been interesting um people are are are, are kind of um taking taking advantage of it creating fake clown accounts um the the thought behind it is you send the clown coin uh, to somebody and then that person is supposed to hold on uh, to a piece of it and then create some sort of game or contest um, to send it out. But people, you know, he had sent um, a few, two, one or even two coins to, to some people um, and the coin was worth over 2000 One coin was worth over $2,000 and some of these people just cashed it out and, and kind of took the bag and ran. Uh, which is unfortunate, but it's uh, it's been a cool little movement and, and, and been a lot of fun. He reached out to um, me and uh, asked if we could do some sort of game for, for Bits today, and he sent a coin over. Um, and we happened to have a crossword puzzle um, being published in, in our issue that night. Spoiler alert, you know. Um, we are, The crossword puzzle was created by bread here um so I, I i responded to him and i said hell yeah send it over to me we'll 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 give it to the winners of the crossword puzzle so it's been a lot of fun and it's still going as, as far as i know i think there's like room for one more winner if anybody wants to take a stab at it oh that's true yeah i've been i've yeah sarah's been kind of bugging me on discord because i keep <laughs> i keep forgetting to uh to send the clown coin to the winners and announcing the winners. Um, so I need to get on that. So I'm going to post right now about it. So there's one more, if you haven't done the crossword puzzle yet, it was the issue two nights ago. Um, if you finish it and email it to Sarah, um, you can get 0.1 clown coin. Okay. Awesome. So guys, please, 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 please. We need to complete this. Okay, since we started talking about the crossword puzzle, you guys know that I usually do the intros, but tonight is a very special night, and we decided that I'm not doing the intro today because we have Andrew here 
who will be doing it instead of me, Andrew. What do we got? Yes. So um, I told Alina I would do the intro because me and me and Sourdough here, we have quite the the history together. Um, so Sourdough, how do we, when did we first meet on BitCloud? Was it in the Clouded Ones Discord? Yeah, I think it was through their Discord. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, they they have a uh, there's an awesome Discord, a private Discord called Clouded Ones that you know, you know, there's a, a ton of people in and it's, it's a tons of fun. A lot of times late at night, myself, Dirty Milk, Drip Cold and others will kind of go in there and just cause a ruckus. And um, an account called Sourdough was kind of just dishing it way too hard back at us. Making <laughs> too us <feel> hard? Like, <laughs> making <laughs> us feel like fools. Um, so, yeah. So uh, it's a fun meme account. And then fast forward to the um, product, uh, product-a-thon, um, and we were there listening in to um, cover it for Bits Today, and we had the privilege of listening to Sarah talk about her not-meme stuff that she has going on um, with inclusive design and, and that sort of thing. So, um, And we were all floored. We were all super impressed. So... Um, yeah, so we're super excited to have her on and kind of hear what, what she does when she's not baking bread. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for the warm intro. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. I've been fighting for you know to get a female creator here, and I'm really happy it is you because you are one of my personal supporters, uh, someone who always engages with my content, and I, I love you. I appreciate everything you do you know, on, on the platform and in your real life. So thank you so much for coming here and joining us for this conversation. Uh, I'm going to start small. Uh, I wanted to ask you, how did you find out about BitCloud and why did you decide to join and create this sourdough account? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. And Alina, thank you also for having me on here. It's been really great following you since I first joined BitCloud. Um, so I joined because a friend kind of told me about it and I'm not new to the crypto community at all. I've kind of been going to different events across where I live for the past few years. Um, but I, to be honest, didn't know what to think about it. Um, and the way that it was pitched to me was kind of like, oh, you'll have a token and you can offer rewards. So at first I was like, oh, cool. Like I have a sourdough business. Why don't I like create this name sourdough and try to sell bread? But after spending like a few hours on BitCloud, it was clear that that was not <laughs> the way to go. So I started to just post memes and kind of like, I don't know, not take it very seriously and post random stuff on sourdough. Um, and yeah, I mean, I kind of kept my inclusive design and Sarag stuff like separate from that, mostly because like people kind of knew me as a non-serious person on Sourdough. Um, and I didn't get taken very seriously by people. Like most people will just reply to me with puns and my posts and stuff like that. I actually thought you were a dude for quite a long time <laughs> until someone, someone just tagged you in one of those comments. Oh, you know, tell us about your favorite female creators. And someone mentioned you, I was like, oh, she's a girl. So it was a bit of a surprise, again, because of your, you know, this funny meme persona. 
So yeah, it's uh, it, it's really lovely that girls can actually you know join that male-dominated you know meme scene on BitCloud. Uh, so um, let's talk about inclusive design. Um, I know that you have a personal story, so I'm not gonna ask a lot of questions. So please tell us as much uh, you know as you're comfortable with about your life and why you actually you're actually you know in i won't call it like an industry but this field area which is uh, all about inclusivity so uh, well what is your story where you're coming from yeah sure um so i guess it's just a few things that kind of caused me to create inclusive design i mean a lot of it is personal but um, yeah, I mean, like, I've had a prosthetic eye since I was, like, two years old, and because of that, I just, like, don't have depth perception, and so, like, you know, using certain tools and stuff, like, it can be really difficult to be able to hit buttons if they're too small on, like, a digital screen and stuff, so, um, you know, I've thought about, you know, inclusive design for, like, forever, right, ever since I was two, uh, well, I mean, knew about, <laughs> could, like, think about these things, um, but, yeah, I mean, so I thought about that. And then I also have something called rheumatoid arthritis, which kind of like makes it difficult to do things because I have like joint pain. Um, so like I use customized mice and like keyboards and stuff like that. So I think about like inclusive design all the time. And I'm not a designer myself, but I'm part of a lot of um, disability related projects uh, outside of my work. And um, I most recently created a website um, for one of my friend's projects. And it just really got me, you know, to start thinking about, um, you know, different guidelines, design guidelines um, created by um, the Worldwide Consortium or whatever. And um, yeah, I, I had just created that website uh, around the same time that I joined BitCloud. And so it was kind of fresh on my mind. Um, I was still thinking about like, oh, what size text should I be using? And like, what colors do I need to use to make sure that people can like see things, even if the con like, you know, making sure that the contrast is there. Um, and it kind of spurred me to think about inclusive design because, you know, I saw all these people creating projects on BitCloud and, you know, there's just this huge growth of people creating projects. And, you know, so many people were talking about how BitCloud's the future, you know, we're going to do things differently. And I was just like, okay, if we're going to do things differently, then we also need to like design differently, you know? Um, and that's kind of why I started Inclusive Design. It was like, I want to have a resource hub for other people who are creating projects to be able to come to and kind of just interact with me. So, you know, not fully expecting people to implement the designs and you know ideas that I talk about, but to at least start that conversation with me. Um, and yeah, and then I saw the product Athon was happening and I kind of just um, applied, not really thinking I would be shortlisted and then ended up pitching it and going through with that. So that was pretty exciting too. I would love to, to get like a quick one minute Reader's Digest version of uh that experience with you and, and pitching it to arts like had you had you because you crushed it on that I remember me NVO and, and uh, uh, Drip Colt Taylor we we were messaging each other as we were listening to it and we're like and we didn't none of us realized um, that it was you uh, until I think after and we're like dude this girl's crushing it um, so yeah I'm, I'm curious to and I rumor has it NVO didn't realize that you were sourdough up until 
you gave him some bread. Um, <laughs> but, but we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, I'd love a quick like 30 seconds on, on kind of the your experience there in pitching it to arts and, and how that went. I blacked out. No, just kidding. Um, I yeah, it was actually pretty good. I think I was really nervous leading up to it. I remember feeling kind of stressed out and anxious. Um, and but then when it actually came to talking about it, like I feel like I really knew what I was talking about. And that made it really easy to kind of convey my presentation and my pitch to arts. Um, I think that, yeah, as soon as I started going, it felt like it just started flowing. And like, I just, um, I don't know, I was actually surprised that like how accepting he was of the idea and like how excited he was too, because I wasn't actually really expecting it. Um, he asked a couple of great questions and, you know, like there's actually one interaction I wanted to talk about that happened after that. Um, so like, I really like the term disabled and a lot of people in the disability community like that term disabled um, and, you know, try to stay away from terms like differently abled. And I remember arts used that term and Shibong actually messaged me and was like, yo, Sarah, like, you know, like how come you use this term, but arts use this term, like what's going on? And I kind of just like explained it to Shibong, but I didn't really ex like want to bring it up to arts because I didn't feel like it was worth it. But then Shabang kind of like interceded for me. Um, and I remember like he showed me a text from arts just kind of really getting it and understanding. So that was like a huge moment for me that happened after the product-a-thon because, you know, oftentimes I don't like to speak up about it myself because it feels like I'm attacking someone else's language. So to have someone kind of intercede and speak up on my behalf, it, it was just like a really big thing. And to see arts accept that um, too was really great. That, that is awesome. Um, that, that is like a, a cool nugget that, you know, you don't, you don't ever get to hear about. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Is that something that is the, the sentiment for um, the disabled community that they feel that same way? Or is it something where it's kind of, that's how you, you personally feel? So oftentimes, well, what I tell everybody is you should always talk to someone the way that they want to be defined or, you know, described. But generally, um, yeah, it is preferred to be called disabled. And a lot of that is because there's this really big movement right now um, called disability pride. And, you know, so for so long, there were so many terms that were created like handicapped, differently abled and um, used to basically just hide the identity of being disabled, right? And, and it basically made people feel ashamed for being disabled. And now, you know, people who are disabled are like, no, 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 we're proud of our disability. It's part of our identity. We wanna talk about it. We won't be shamed for it. Don't call us differently abled. That really doesn't even make sense because as humans, we all have different abilities anyways. Um, so it's a pretty common sentiment right now. This is awesome. Thank you so much for explaining it. Uh, because I'm here in Los Angeles and a lot of people, you know, are trying to do this. So I hear differently abled a lot here, but nobody ever, you know, explains well, which is right or wrong. So thank you so much for this. Uh, more questions from me, Sarah. Uh, what are you currently working on right now? And what are your plans for uh, inclusive design? Yeah, um, so I guess like for the first one, uh, I've been a little busy because I, I have a full-time job and I'm running a training program right now for students who are learning about digital advertising. Um, so basically at the same time of training them, um, I partner them with local nonprofits to run advertising campaigns for them. Um, 
So I've been a little bit busy with that because I'm in the tail end of that program. Um, but for inclusive design, I would love to do a few things. So, I mean, one, I kind of, I want to have like a guide put together for people to look at and be able to use when they design their website or their product. And I'm sure that Dripacult can talk about it a bit, but um, I like last minute put together a Google doc for him to use for I think the Bits Today website, but I'd love to develop that um, even further because there is a manual of guidelines that goes pretty into depth of what you can do to make your, um, you know, your, your digital tools more accessible. But honestly, it's a really long, boring manual. And I'd like to be able to kind of turn them into graphics um, or more easily digestible information in my resource guide for people to be able to come to it, um, use that as a guide, but then also really connect with me, ask me as many questions as they want um, and you know, kind of make it as interactive as possible. This is awesome. Uh, oh my God, I have so many questions, but they're you know very specific, I guess. Uh, I can I ask another question? Of course. Um, so thinking about this, you know, I've spent a lot of time, you know, in my real life job, um, designing not designing websites. I have no business doing that, but working with people <laughs> designing websites and, and helping wireframe and. Um, you know, the branding and that sort of thing. Um, is there like, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I guess I don't know what my question is, but I'm, I'm trying to think of at what stage um, this should be like brought up in, in like the website or design um, building process um, and, and sort of how to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So, um, I mean, the inclusive design, like the basically, so like, it's confusing because there's like inclusive design and accessible design and like accessible design, you would like think about the product as it's already created and how to basically add in more features that make it more accessible. But inclusive design is more of like a process, right? So you can like start right away, or you should start right away at the beginning of your project or, you know, whatever you're creating because it's not thinking about like the final product. Instead, you're thinking about questions like, you know, who is going to be using what I'm creating? Like what type of personas? Um, so you're not really thinking about like what features am I making and like what, you know, things am I adding to this? But more so you're thinking in terms of like who's going to be using your, um, your product. I'm not sure if that answered your question or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that was awesome. That's helpful. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I have a philosophical question. So we've all been talking a lot about, you know, supporting emerging creators, female creators, and so on and so on. So uh, everyone is talking about trying to support, you know, marginalized groups. Uh, however, uh, I kind of feel like a lot of people are just started, are just starting to get tired of all this talking, 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 and not actually doing anything. Uh, actually, I read a post, uh, I think it was by Izzy, who's a wonderful artist, uh, who, who just wrote it down and just said, okay, I'm just tired of just hearing this, let's support female creators. So Sarah, what do you personally think we need to do on the platform to give like actual real support 
to uh, female creators, disabled creators, uh, people of color, L uh, LGBTQ plus uh, creators, and so on. Uh, do you have, you know, I'd say a visualization of what can actually be done uh, to make this happen? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, ever, ever since like I think I joined BitCloud, I've constantly seen on global people posting like, let's support women creators, let's boost them, let's get them diamonded, you know. I personally think it's also empty gestured and there's so many other things you can actually be doing to support like other women creators. Um, you know, like one, just having me speak here, right? Today on the Bits Today podcast, like rather than just like saying, hey, look, Sardo is so cool. Like you actually had me like be able to share my own voice, right? And um, I feel like a lot of these gestures that happen on BitCloud right now to, to quote unquote support women creators, don't do anything to really amplify like, you know, women or other marginalized groups voices, right? So like, we need to go beyond just like diamonding them and like requoting or reclouding and, um, you know, actually like figure out ways we can amplify, amplify their own voices, um, whether that be empowering them, right? Like just making them feel like their opinions are heard, that they matter, that they make sense. Because um, I know that personally, like, I sometimes feel so uncertain about myself and what I'm talking about. But if one person on the platform is like, you know, actually, like, that makes sense. Go for it. Speak about that. You know, that one person, like, empowers me to feel like I can speak up. So, you know, that's just, like, one thing that people can be doing, like, is just really empower, like, other women and other groups, um, marginalized groups on the platform to feel like they're able to share their own voice um, and be heard. But, yeah, none of this, like, let's just recloud and, you know, diamond and <laughs> whatever on the platform. Yeah, totally. Um, who are your favorite, you know, female and other marginalized creators right now? Um, I so I've actually been following Luce for a long time. I, I don't know if like anyone here knows L-U-C-E, um, but she's one of the first people that I followed on BitCloud. Um, she's honestly, she's hilarious. Like, I just I love her. I think we found each other because um, I think it was something K-pop related. <laughs> like someone was asking about our favorite music genre and she like found me because I mentioned BTS. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really, really like Luce like, cause she's always constantly like putting out ideas. Like she's always constantly like, just, I don't know. Like she's always like brainstorming. Um, I really appreciate her. She's one of my favorites. Um, she's and then, the coolest by the yeah. way. And she also has some of the best roasts ever on yeah. the reverse roast Sundays. <laughs> she Love really her. does. I agree. I, she crushes it. She's a she's a regular in the Clouded Ones um, Discord, and she has tons of fun. Um, but aside from that, also, I think they're on the call. So Wendy, <laughs> Wendy's great, too. Um, she, like, has helped put together the Clouded Ones, and then she's also part of, like, Womankind. Um, I think I got the name right, but yeah, I mean, I really appreciate her and what she does to also elevate other women on the platform. And then also, um, I believe Chi is on the line too. And um, I've been following her since day one. She creates like the coolest food content ever. Like all of her graphics and everything, like her visualizations of food, like it's so cool. So like, if you're not following her, like you need to get on it. Okay, guys, listen to a lady. 
Let's go and follow. Following, <laughs> following right now. So what's the handle? Is it K-Y-I? Yeah. E? Yeah, and then I, eat, I eat days. It's like, I think I think her name is pronounced Chi. Chi. Cause she, yeah, she said once, like, it's Chi, like, in cheese. Yeah, nice. Hind days. Yay. Uh, what are your favorite projects, Sarah? Um, let's see. My favorite projects... Um, hmm. Well, apart from this one. Yeah, apart from Bits Today. <laughs> uh, I am trying to think. I really like I really like what Nacho Average does. I know I've only joined like maybe a couple of times um, and I've never spoken. Um, but I really like what they've been doing to form a community around BitClout. I think that it's very much so needed and um, it makes people feel important. Um, and connected to others on the platform. So I really, I really like Nacho Average. Um, that's definitely one of my favorites. We all love Nacho Average. Uh, I, I see there's Anna here. Uh, thank you so much, Anna, for this project. We love it. Sarah loves it. Uh, more questions. Uh, this one would be probably a little bit more fun. So we already mentioned the crossword puzzle. So how did you come up with this idea to do this thing? Well, was it your idea or is it a collab with maybe Nick or Andrew or someone else? Um, I'm trying to, I think I saw like Andrew mentioned that they wanted to do puzzles for Bits Today or trivia or maybe it was Drip Cult. Nope. I don't really remember. It was, someone it mentioned it. It was definitely Drip Cult. Okay, it was Drip Cult. Okay, yeah, it was. You're right, you're right. Yes, he posted it, and then I was just like, hey, what about a crossword puzzle? And then he was just like, okay, sure, I'll pitch it to everybody else. Um, and I mean, I don't have experience doing crossword, like making a crossword puzzle, but I like to do them a lot, um, as nerdy as that sounds. So I was like, hey, if I can do them, I can make them, right? But I mean, honestly, it ended up being a lot harder to make it because um, the, it's just like so hard to like put the words fit the words together into a grid. Um, the clues came easy to me, but like the actual fitting of it into a grid was pretty hard. Interesting. I, I was thinking about it and I didn't know. I was like, some, you know, some parts of this seem like it's super easy and some of them seem like they're kind of hard. So are we gonna do them like daily issues or like every other day or how often are we gonna do them? <laughs> Oh, yeah, be my guest. You want to make one every day? Nope. <laughs> I mean, you could just, you know, every, every answer should be ESG. So this would probably work. That's true, yeah. That, that's true. Uh, uh, hey, wait. I, can you hear sure. me? Yes. I, I've been literally trying to talk this entire episode, and, like, I thought you guys were either just not hearing me or something, but apparently my, my headphones weren't working, so sorry. Oh. I was purposely oh, oh, oh. ignoring you, actually. That's fair. That's totally understandable. <laughs> um, I, I meant to actually say something earlier about uh, her, about Sarah's guide to, to the accessibility guidelines and content and all that. And she shared an amazing document with me. I know she kind of mentioned it, and I was trying to talk about it, but I was clearly not getting through. But um, the, the, the actual guidelines are insane, like how, how, how long the actual pdf is and, and how in depth it goes you can definitely get lost in there i spent probably a good 45 minutes 
reading it and I was so confused by the end of it and then <laughs> she eventually sent over her document and I was just like oh this is way easier so if you continue to do what you just sent me but and if you can make it visual because there are zero visuals in the guideline I think yeah. you'll have an absolute hit of a project oh well we have you tailor for this here so maybe you can help Sarah do this don't you think <laughs> Yeah, I'm down to help out. I actually also found a Adobe has like a little guide thing. I can't find it now. I was just trying to find it. Uh, but uh, Adobe has something that was like really cool that would show you like if things would work or wouldn't work. And I got to find that again. But it, I thought that was a really cool idea as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll try to find it and share it with you guys later. I'm... Yeah, you should definitely collab. Uh, yes, Andrew. I was going to say, I know we're kind of running short on time but before we we dip off we have to hear about a quick little rendezvous between nvo and, and yeah Sardo. i was actually going there <laughs> okay quick little rendezvous uh okay i have a question to sarah is it true that nvo constantly writes that's all he does <laughs> all the time in real life too yeah, so actually when we were sitting at the coffee shop, he had a notepad and a pencil in his hand like the entire time. It was almost like he was writing down our whole conversation. Like I'm pretty sure that's what he was doing, like word for no word. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Dude, Nick, you know that we haven't, we haven't even met Nick in person yet, me and Taylor. Uh, that's so funny. We're going to meet him in Miami in a couple of days, but um, that that is wild. So – Nick, you took a, a trip to New York, right? And you met up with Sourdough, um, and you guys got a coffee or something. Uh, at the tail end of the weekend, having the uh, had the the blessed opportunity to sample some of Sourdough's famous Sourdough. So um, I don't know if her sarcasm came off about the, the pen and paper comment. I was definitely not writing the whole time. I was very much enjoying the, enjoying the conversation and I was present in the moment. But um, yeah, I can attest to the fact that she's got a ton more interesting stuff to say. So you guys should, we should A, definitely have her, have her back. Um, and B, you guys should all stay close to what she's, what she's working on. And it's not all just BitCloud stuff too. We had a, a good chat of everything else in between. So not just one dimensional like that. Yeah, we joked about like, what if we only talked about BitClout the entire time we were having coffee together? Um, but thankfully, we we uh, expanded our conversation to other areas too. That's exciting! Oh my god, I envy you guys because you guys are all meeting up. Talking about meetups, uh, before we say goodbye to our lovely Sarah and our listeners, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the upcoming Florida trip? Yeah, I mean, we just, we, we're excited to go. I know um, myself, NVO, Drip Colt, the three of us are going. Dirty Milk is not. I know Nigel's going to be there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a lot of fun. We, we were not planning on going. Uh, we're technically sponsoring the meetup that today is. Um, and we decided, man, I, you know, this is kind of like, Bit clout history and, and we're in the news business. So I think we need to make, find a way to um, make it there. So, yeah, I mean, we're excited. Who knows what's going to happen? 
I'm, I'm trying to think of some sort of marketing stunt to pull. Um, I don't know. Maybe try to get Craig drunk enough to ape into bits today or something. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, what are you guys coming back? Uh, because you know what I'm worried about? About uh, our next episode, which is supposed to be next Sunday night. And you guys, we will all be either in Florida or on the plane. So do you guys want to do something uh, out of Florida? I mean, I we're as far as me and Nick, or I think Nick, we're only going to be there for like a quick like two days. So we'll be back. I'll I'll at least be back before Sunday. But I can pretend like I'm in Florida. I should be back. I think I'm back by Sunday evening. Okay. Okay. No. No, I'm not as upset because it, as some of you know, I was supposed to go, but I'm not going. So I'm very upset. But anyway, uh, it has been a very lovely night. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming here and speaking out uh, about all those, you know, issues and everything that's going on. Uh, it, ha it has been a blast for me personally. I kind of feel like it has probably been our uh, best episode so far. What do you guys think? <laughs> By far. By far. <laughs> Definitely. By far. Thanks, everyone. Uh, thank you guys. Please follow Bits today if you're not yet. Uh, absolutely buy Nick's coin. Nick's coin is very undervalued, so please do. Uh, follow Sarah, follow Inclusive Designs, and we will see you all next Sunday. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Sarah.